0: One, Welcome back, everyone, to Summer of Heroes. We are back with probably the best Batman movie, but we'll wait until about two and a half hours after Jay gets <laughs> done with the synopsis, and we'll see which we one it ranks tri- up. You
1: throw trivia in there, too. It's not just me. <laughs> Thank you very much. You oh. You're six pages worth of trivia. It's but no you different a this one? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now that oh. I said that, he's going to challenge himself. It's like... Mm.
0: We're doing our eight-week series. We've got one week left after this, and it's coming to a close. But you know, we he have to it. we have to get through the great movie first before oh, we had to get through the garbage movies. Uh, we start off with the Batman sixty-six, and we end up with Dark Knight Rises. We rank them all against each other. I have the previous six here. Before we get into the rankings, we'll discuss those. But before we get into that, let me introduce everybody. This is Mr. Chris Rivers to my left. Ted Wayne. And this is a thespian himself, Jack Yesco. Hello. And I am, of course, M. Tyler Haynes.
1: Yes. By the way, before we start... Your name's t- on all the underwear. <laughs> I was about to say that when you <laughs> said we had to go through all the terrible movies, I just the, the 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 line went... It's always darkest just before the dawn. So yep. you know this is like the dawning moment. There's for us. so many
0: quotes in this movie. We're we'll throwing is. out. <laughs> there are. We'll cover them all. <laughs> I know that we will. Chris, what do we have for trivia this week?
2: Let's get to the numbers first, this, this is impressive. <laughs> no, this is this is. So this was released July the 18th, 2008. So yeah. a little over 10 years ago. I saw it opening day. I saw it at IMAX. Mills. I saw it in IMAX. <gasps>
0: Mills. One experience. Yeah. The only Batman movie I've Those... seen in theaters.
2: Yeah. Really? Well, mm. I saw more than this in theaters, but I'm older than you. <laughs> <also>. <laughs> we always go back to that, don't we? We have to compare our ages before we start these Batman films. Oh man. None of us were alive for sixty six, so Th- mm. uh, the runtime on this is one hundred and fifty two minutes. So two mm. hours and thirty two minutes long.
1: So, uh, it didn't seem like it. No. no so much fun. But we keep saying that with the others, but this yeah. one is definitely like you just you're just so wrapped in this story. Mm-hmm. You have to you know. One hundred
2: eighty five million dollar budget, which is sort of small. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Especially to see for much, today's how much did it make back? Worldwide one point zero zero five billion dollars. So it made its money ooh, back and then and sold, then <laughs> sold. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. This actually made more money than Batman Begins' entire domestic run in its first six days of release. Jesus. So with the, with the I,
0: like I understand that. it, though, but, I mean. yeah, it's, Numbers don't
1: lie. <laughs> it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It absolutely
2: huge. is huge. Um, huge. The chase scene that was, fil- <laughs> that was filmed in this uh, with the Joker and the SWAT vans. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, there were only four IMAX cameras in the world. One of those was destroyed. Oops. During that chase. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oops. (laughs) Kind of an oops, yeah. Got to sacrifice equipment for your art, I guess. This was
2: the first comic book movie to eclipse the $1 billion mark. Mm. Now, this was 2008, so everything before that, no matter how successful it was. 2008.
0: Trying to think. I know so, Iron Man was 2008 uh, 2000 as well. Did it come out
1: before or after The Dark Knight, Iron Man? That's a good question.
0: Alexa, what day did Iron Man come out? The
1: film Iron Man was released about 10 years ago on May
0: 2nd, 2008. May 2nd, so before. Yeah. Before. Okay. Thanks, boo. <laughs> I didn't think she was going
1: to get I that. I thought he would know. <laughs>
2: Um. <laughs> This was the first Batman movie where Batman operates outside of Gotham City. Mm-hmm. With the, the Hong Kong I'm so Kong glad they put raid. that in there. Yes. They
0: even mention it in the
2: movie. Mm. Um, Heath Ledger's posthumous Best Actor in a Supporting Role Oscar win marks the first time an Academy Award was awarded in a major category to a comic book movie. Wow. And, uh, must... He earned it. Yeah, he earned the bad boy. The the infamous growl that Christian (laughs) Bell does. (laughs) So here's the thing. Uh, It's been parodied a ton, but he wasn't fully responsible for the voice. He didn't actually say it that way when they were on set. They went in post-production under Christopher Nolan's direction. And Oh Bro, Nolan, come a, a on, dude! Brow. Him yeah. again? He, even,
0: he would even talk to like Alfred and Lucius Fox with that voice. I'm like, dude, <laughs> they know who you are. There's no
1: need in this. Well, listen, well Also, he know did know that with uh, Rachel in the uh, in the party thing. It's like, he's coming. And yeah. It's like, Bruce, <laughs> like, hold on here. <laughs>
2: this takes place roughly nine months after the ending of Batman Begins. Yeah, I okay. was I was
0: wondering when the like actual time frame was. Uh, Nine months. Okay.
2: Here's a little behind the scenes thing that's it's interesting. Directors do different things to kind of get their their cast into the mood of what they're wanting to do for a film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nolan used the first four days of scheduled shooting to have everyone watch movies. Okay. He showed them in order Heat from 1995. Okay. Cat People from 1942, Citizen Kane from 1941, okay. King Kong from 1933, Batman Begins from 2005, Black Sunday from 1977, A Clockwork Orange from 1971, and Stalag 17 from 1953.
0: Interesting. Why? Just to show like the direction that he wanted I think to go with. He was mood. Mm, the the mood the
1: out el- there the, the, i mean i like when you mentioned several tiles, i like i i automatically picture clearly joker oh yeah but citizen king could be uh harvey dent i uh-huh. mean there could be so many character elements added to these films i mean i can heat understand could that's be, genius uh, could be uh sal yeah you know no, he get... was like the, when you said heat i was like the bank robbery scene well yeah that to get that in. too that too So sequence Um, of events in the movie too I mean that could be it too So That's fascinating
2: This was the highest grossing Batman movie In fact the highest grossing Of any film adapting DC Comics characters Both of those records Were previously held by The 1989 Batman You gotta think though it still holds up today because we both know
0: Justice League and Batman vs. Superman did not get anywhere close to these numbers. No. So, <laughs> I can't at
2: recall, one point, we are going to talk about them. I, can't aren't we? Recall I just had that hands, feeling. I can't recall offhand how Wonder Woman
1: did uh, uh, like better. It, it, yeah. it did It really well. There's nothing that's going to touch that. All right. They were hoping for it, and I was hoping for it too.
0: Speaking of, I watched Justice League last week.
1: Oh. For the first time. Really? Not that
2: bad.
0: I enjoyed it. I bet I, I went in with low expectations, though. So, I mean, <laughs> well, you were prepared. Throw. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
2: So, on the marketing campaign for this, the campaigns were launched leading up to the release of the film, which is always smart. You don't want to wait till after the film's out of theaters to do mm-hmm. your marketing, that makes sense. yeah. Yeah. One of these was done at San Diego Comic Con in 2007 mm-hmm. called Why So Serious. Yeah. Fans followed clues hidden around the city, and legions of Joker-painted fans ended up congregating in the street across from the convention center, which had to be an eerie-ass sight.
0: That's an eerie sight. I don't want to do it. One (laughs)
2: One of their numbers was welcomed into a black Escalade with Gotham license plates, and after a moment started screaming and the SUV sped away. Later that day, a Gotham City newspaper was circulated reporting a man believed to be the Joker was found beaten to death. Included were crime scene photos of the fan who'd gotten into the Escalade, and a mention he was found with a playing card in in his hand on which was scribbled, See you in December. Which I'm assuming was when the next phase of the marketing yeah. campaign. Yeah,
1: no, I remember that whole marketing thing. It was such a big deal because that's awesome. Well, though.
2: and they had to change part of it.
1: Yeah, because
2: at one point, as the film was getting closer, they did a viral campaign built around the Joker, and when Heath Ledger died, they kind of pulled that um, and mm-hmm.
1: took a different tact. But yeah, I think that's when they switched it with the Harvey Dent probably campaign. So, Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Bruce Wayne's penthouse was actually shot on the ground floor of an office building in downtown Chicago. I <laughs> and then during the daytime, they redressed it and used it for Harvey Dent's press conferences.
0: Oh, that's funny,
1: though. <laughs> I thought the architecture, actually, honestly, I thought the architecture looked familiar. Interesting. It's like, a little fact, it's like, I can't help, like, the angle shots were, like, mm-hmm. similar in a lot of ways. So, it was just, that's interesting. So, unlike his counterparts from previous movies.
2: Mm-hmm and in the comics the Joker uh, does not have his hair and flesh permanently bleached by toxic waste in this mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. I thought um, that was a great choice for them to do yeah. right made him human in fact it says that the his appearance here with the scars carved into the flesh echo his original inspiration which was okay. the character Gwen Plain from Victor Hugo's novel, The Man Who Laughs, in 1928. Oh, yeah. And then there was a film based off of that, too. Right. Yep. In one draft of the script, a reference to Robin being related to Rachel Dawes was considered. The character of Dick Grayson was not explicitly mentioned, however. Rachel Dawes is revealed as being a relative of the Grayson family. Christopher Nolan had it removed because he didn't want to build hopes up about Robin appearing in a future film. That's fair. Smart. I mean, it would have been a, a nice little Easter egg or yeah. something. Well, they did know, that in the next movie. Like, yeah. her, if, if they'd said her aunt had been, you know, Matilda Grayson or something mm-hmm. like that, fans would have been like, "Ah, yeah,
1: yeah." But like, I and it, it also it also would have explained <laughs>
2: it also would have explained Batman's willingness to so quickly take in
1: mm,
0: the young big that would have made sense. That yeah. would have.
1: Yeah, but I can also see the, where where the problems would be to build up that anticipation, like oh, there, especially after like all the events that happened within the Schumacher films, and you know after watching them back to the back to back to back, well, it's Let's not like... bring up traumatic experience. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like <laughs> we're, how people we're would react. To move forward. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are. Trust me, this this movie will cleanse everything. So while filming in
2: Chicago, wanted also from the same year the Angelina Jolie, James mm-hmm. McAvoy, Morgan Freeman production. Uh, it shot nearby so Morgan Freeman was doing this, both films that's convenient um, at, well here's this is something that's interesting Smart at one schedule. point wanted comic book writer Mark Miller visited the set but without permission oops security and Lauren Schuller Donner who was one of the executive producers uh-huh. caught him sitting on the bat pie and he oh. was immediately escorted from the set oh yeah that's, that's an easy it text like message would have fixed that ouch yeah uh, so, just as they started filming Batman Begins, Christopher Nolan, or just as when he filmed Batman Begins, Christopher Nolan ob- oversaw every shot himself. There was no second unit yeah. on the movie. Good for him. Good. Um, Smart. This film is the comic book film with the most Academy Award nominations with eight. Along with Spider Man 3 from the previous year and Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest okay. from two years before. The film reached the $100 million mark, the fastest, in only two days. Jeez. Um, I feel like that's nothing now, though,
0: with the way the Marvel movies are.
2: Yeah, Yeah. but Infinity War did what? It was probably a day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If that. Because I think they had that in pre-sale tickets.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, A video game adaptation was in production for Mm this. I know this. It was cancelled due to technical difficulties in development. Smart. Uh, The game was picked up by British game developing company Rocksteady and reworked into what would be Batman Arkham Asylum. Such a good game. 39 vehicles are crashed, shot, blown up, bumped, or otherwise involved in some sort of violence in this film. (laughs) What What if they had insurance on that in Gotham?
1: Of all the all the if they cars, do, that's, that's where Gotham makes its true yeah. The insurance, <laughs> well, especially after that whole uh, debacle with the fir- with the train in the first movie, yeah. you would think like uh, the whole. I'm gonna put insurance out.
2: <laughs> yeah, Woo, good thing I got that first... coverage. This is the first Batman feature film that doesn't use the word Batman in the title.
1: Hmm. The yeah. Dark Knight. The center. <laughs> On my list, there's so many Batmans in this. In this uh, list here but yeah this could be the one where we start establishing not Batman but the Dark Knight and I don't
2: I don't know the story behind this so if you all do jump in but according to the British Board of Film Classification which I guess is similar to our, our MPAA or AFI uh, this film received the most complaints of the decade from British viewers it was a subject of 42% of all letters received by the BBFC in 2008 why oh. I don't know uh, i don't even think of i don't know you then again
0: i don't know british culture
1: i uh, it could be the political aspects of it because there's a lot of poli- pol- it was a lot of political heavy influence in that and well, well it's just a, i think it's just the terrorist attacks maybe yeah maybe. there was a lot there was a lot of well yeah in july of 2007 there's a lot of bombings terrorist attack in london on the on the Metro. Yeah, there was so, a lot of bombings in the Metro. Was, so there was all, And there's also a lot of bombings in Gotham City and this one, too. So, right. yeah, that's... I had a run right on my brain there for a second. But that's Maybe. like, yeah, that sounds familiar. So along with Anatomy of a Murder from 1959, Glory
2: from 1989, which is a great film, mm-hmm. Crimson Tide from 95, and Independence Day from 96, this is one of only five films whose purely orchestral soundtracks won the Grammy for best score. Get Despite not being nominated for an Academy Award for Best Score,
0: Hans Zimmer. Knows oh, just
2: ingenious
1: with the Joker theme. Was just oh, like the slow s- build up. you're oh. splitting. And
2: I yeah. note that I don't think I put it in these, but I remember reading it. The Joker's theme uses only the D and C chords. Yes, and he actually mm. used different items. To play those in, the instruments to get that theme, so he, he would take like a shard of metal mm-hmm, to yeah. play the guitar string, a razor
1: blade too. The to yeah. one uh, to a string, and he would just like drag it. So it, that's where that that feeling of uncomfortableness comes. you from. just
0: wanted to smile
2: some more. This, this film what didn't too? care about the scars. <laughs> 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 this film held the record for reaching the five hundred million dollar mark the fastest after forty five days. Former record holder was Titanic in 1997, which took 98 days, but it has since been
1: surpassed. We're gonna get flagged for copyright, Tyler. Are you saying like a song? (laughs) 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 It's gotta be in (laughs) tune. uh
2: it has since been surpassed by avatar in 2009 with 32 days the avengers in 2012 with 23 days jurassic world from 2015 with 17 days makes sense star wars the force awakens from 2015 with 10 days um it probably got surpassed by infinity war which probably did it in two days (laughs) three hours
1: (laughs) (laughs) the moment that the tickets became available that was it here's one that's
2: crazy Shortly before the film's D V D debut, Warner Brothers were under legal action by the city of Butman, Turkey. Now they spell the city's name Batman, but it's pronounced Butman. Oh.
0: Bruno Dio. Uh, okay. Even though it
2: wasn't used in the title, the character <laughs> name of Batman was considered by that city of in in, in Turkey an infringement. Well, uh, they never said anything all the other years that Batman's been yeah. in existence, but now they want to see They saw
0: statement. how much it money pretty... it made, and they said, ah, let's sue. Yeah. Because Welcome of,
2: of the... such
1: an impact it had. Mm, yeah. Yeah. On February 20th,
2: 2009, this became the fourth movie to have earned more than a billion dollars. It features 37 minutes of IMAX
1: footage. Mm-hmm. A lot is in those... And if you're watching on blue you know, on Blu-ray, it's more obvious because mm-hmm. it, it would show in the 35 mm film, and then it will go into the well, IMAX the, film. The
2: IMAX footage is not on the DVDs.
1: No, it's not. I'm saying the Blu-ray. Yes, yeah. you, you can tell
0: because it's, it will. I've only got back the DVDs, so like it was just a small little. The DVD picture. will
2: have
1: <clears throat>
2: frog in my throat. Good. I'm off duty. It's the only meat I've had all day. The DVD has a special feature <laughs> where you can watch the IMAX scenes. Oh, okay. But it wouldn't allow them to switch back and forth smoothly if they put it in the middle.
0: Yeah, that's crazy because I was looking inside the box and it said the future is here and it was advertising Blu-ray. I was like, oh, not anymore. That's, <laughs> just, the, that's just the common.
1: Now we got 4K. Yeah,
0: four, No, it's ultra 4K. Oh, ultra HD. 4K.
1: <laughs> I can't tell the difference. There's <laughs> more box office stuff.
2: This was released July 18, 2008, as we said. It made $67.2 million in a single day. Only. The most lucrative opening for any film. Because of its demand, midnight showings were sold out, resulting in $18.5 million in late night showings alone. It held oh. the record for biggest one day intake until 2009. Was this the one that was. The Twilight Saga, a New Moon, eclipsed uh. it. <laughs> oh! Really? Twilight puns? <laughs>
0: Is this the one with the shooting and. Nevada, with the movie theater, or is this the
1: next one? No, Dark Knight Rises, Rises, Rises was the Rises. one with the shooting. And okay. the guy
2: was made up like the Joker. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, Hans Zimmer, and this is, gets back to what we were talking about. He often used bizarre methods when developing his musical score, He's particularly so good with the Joker artist. scenes. He would
1: play piano wires with razor blades and guitars with shards of metal
0: that's just crazy
1: it's like, so smart just one note here too that he also did almost the same thing with sherlock holmes back mm-hmm. when robert downey jr took the, the took the helmet as sherlock holmes he just took a piano out into the into the parking lot and absolutely beat the living hell out of it and then brought it back in until it was properly tuned enough to sound like the pianos that were used back in silent that's awesome. i mean it's fascinating so, yeah it's ingenious what he could do with the soundtrack all right let's see um we're 30 minutes in by the way <laughs> <laughs> this cast
2: includes five oscar winners christian bale heath ledger sir michael Caine, gary oldman and morgan freeman and two nominees maggie gyllenhaal and eric roberts that would suck to not get voted for to get an oscar everybody, <laughs>
0: everybody else around you did
2: It's like, hey, guys, I want to be in the club. (laughs) The Skyhook device in this, by the way, is not fictional. They allude to it in the movie, Mm -hmm. but it's an actual true backstory. Mm -hmm. It's the Fulton surface-to-air recovery system, and it was developed in the 50s by inventor Robert Edison Fulton Jr. Mm -hmm. for the CIA. Um, It was the first pickup of a human. The first pickup of a human happened in 58, and the experience is described as less violent than a parachute.
1: Then you get the historical aspect, but for video gamers, if you want the actual, another example of it as well, it's in Metal Gear Solid, the uh, Peace Walker or Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain. So if you want to go nuts with the ton system, there's that too. So. What he said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Sir Michael, this is,
2: I found this interesting because Michael Caine's legendary, right? In his opinion, Heath Ledger beat the odds and topped Jack Nicholson's Joker from Batman. Wow. His quote was, Jack was like a clown figure, benign but wicked, maybe a killer old uncle. He could be funny and make you laugh. Heath's gone in a completely different direction to Jack. He's like a really scary psychopath. He's a lovely guy, and his Joker's going to be a hell of a revelation in this picture. Hmm. Cain based his belief on a scene where the Joker pays a visit to Bruce Wayne's penthouse. He'd never met Ledger before, Mm -hmm. so when Ledger
1: arrived and performed, he gave Cain such a fright he forgot his lines. Yes.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yes. And you can see that, too, when he's getting off the elevator and Michael Cain is just like... He's like completely shut out. He's like, what is going on right now?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, In preparation for his role as the Joker, Heath Ledger hid away in a motel room for six weeks. During the extended stay of seclusion, Ledger delved deep into the psychology of the character, devoted himself to developing the Joker's every tick, namely the voice and that sadistic-sounding laugh. For the voice, his goal was to create a tone that didn't echo the work of Jack Nicholson in his 1989 performance. Ledger's interpretation of the Joker's appearance was primarily based on the chaotic, disheveled look of punk rocker Sid Vicious, Combined with the psychotic mannerisms of Malcolm McDowell's character Alex DeLarge from *A Clockwork Orange*. I've
1: actually used. That's... I've actually talked about Heath Ledger's uh, method of acting in my classes too, and it's just how this kind of caused a lot of trouble for a lot of future method actors, and they just get lost yeah, in their role. Yeah, well, it's it's become the more it's now devised now to educated method acting versus commercialized method acting.
2: Well, and he died soon after, so this stigma yeah. got mm. stronger, and it's like you know, it's who's the guy who played Rain Man, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. He was. He a... was.
0: A, he the one that like he would follow. What was the was autism. He like lived with somebody with autism yeah. or stayed at the hospital or something yeah. like that and just so think could get that roll down. And I everything. think it was
1: Midnight Cowboy where he actually did literally try to not sleep for three days. Anytime they anytime they were about to shoot, he would literally stay awake for three days. And the actor that he was working with, I can't remember the name, he goes, What are you doing? He says, I'm you know, I'm working. I'm gonna be the character. He says, Yeah, here's a better method to doing this. Act <laughs> <laughs> Well, and Brando, Marlon Brando did mm-hmm. it in his first film,
2: The Men he played a uh, paraplegic mm-hmm. uh, returning from World War II and what he did was he actually checked himself in to the the facility where they shot the film. Yeah. And only the guy running the place knew mm. who he was and he lived among them as one of them for six weeks. He We're learned how to, a long time. He learned how to pull himself up in bed and fall mm-hmm. out of bed and do a wheelchair and do all that. Wow that's dedication it is
1: yeah it is but also dangerous too
2: so uh the character of reese is an allusion to the riddler um, Uh. who attempts to reveal the identity of batman so much like edward enigma whose now whose name sounds like enigma Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mr reese sounds like mysteries
1: oh that's interesting
2: i love that scene too when he he goes to (laughs) lucius and he's Lucius looks at him and says, <laughs> so Look at this right here.
1: You want to blackmail your client who beats the living crap out of out of uh, uh, villains who drives these very fast, dangerous cars and you want to blackmail them. Good, Good luck. luck.
2: <laughs> uh, even though no one offered her the part, Katie Holmes decided not to reprise her role as Rachel Dawes. Instead, she opted to co-star with Diane Keaton and Queen Latifah in Mad Money that same year. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar, Isla Fisher, Emily Blunt, and Rachel McAdams were all considered for the role before Maggie Gyllenhaal stepped in. Again, Rachel McAdams would have mm. been a better choice. Uh, and uh, look, Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaal didn't do an awful job. Mm. I think what it was, if she got, No, she didn't. If, she did great. If, if she'd had the part from Beginning. the begins.
1: Now you see why I had so much difficulty. Film, it was yeah, because like, yeah, when we were talking about Rachel, I kept saying Katie Holmes, and you were just like, does she not have a character name? I was like, yeah, she does, but it's just there's just they're polar opposites of each right. other. It is it's just kinda it was hard to pinpoint exactly the Rachel Doss that I was looking for. But this one this one I could definitely say Rachel Doss. In this no one.
2: one decided Eckhart would be perfect for Harvey Dent after seeing him in the film Thank You for Smoking. Which is a great movie.
1: It is. I've seen it.
2: Um, Before filming the interrogation scene, <laughs> Heath Ledger told Christian Bale to hit him as hard as if Batman was really hitting the Joker. I knew that one. Oh yeah, lay it in there. <laughs> Never uh, start Look at you head. go.
0: <laughs> it gets the mind
2: all fuzzy. <laughs> Matt Damon was offered the part of Harvey Dent, but oh, I'm glad that, that had to turn it down mm. because of a schedule conflict mm. with Invictus which also starred Morgan Freeman I mean I love Matt Damon but I don't think he, he would, not be, in a, he would no. not be Harvey Dent and *Dictus* was directed by Clint Eastwood who was considered for playing Harvey Dent aka Two-Face in the 60's Batman TV series full circle really yeah Aaron Eckhart says he modeled his performance in part after Robert F. Kennedy both in terms of his initially polished dashing appearance and his preoccupation with revenge Hmm. Uh, talk about you know Tom Cruise has this reputation for doing these crazy, <laughs> especially <laughs> lately. That's how he broke his I want to go see Fallout just yeah. to so see what
1: kind of madness he puts that himself into. Shot
2: of Christian Bale or of Batman standing up on top of the Sears Tower. Mm-hmm. what
1: really mm-hmm. is the Sears Tower in Chicago? That was actually Christian Bale. A Gold and... That's a big negative. Nope. But he's not like jumping on things up, riding on a plane outside of it. He's just standing there on top of a building. So, still, I mean, but strong gust of wind. Yeah, and you're done. There goes that career. <laughs> Near the beginning of the
2: movie, there's a scene where Batman pauses at the top of the parking garage. You guys remember this? Yes. And he looks down the spiraling entrance ramp, timing yes. his jump. It yeah. mirrored a scene Bale did in American Psycho with a chainsaw. I really, sounds like a horror I never movie made song. that comparison before. <laughs> the final fight scene between Joker and Batman was shot in Trump Tower in Chicago during its construction. Just blow it up. <laughs> oh, let's get Batman and Joker back there now and put <laughs> Trump in the middle of it. Oh, well, God. Ryan Felipe <laughs> and Hugh Jackman were also considered for the part of Harvey Dent. Imagine Hugh Jackman.
0: See. Again, another great actor, but I just can't see him. I I don't know. Maybe he could have. I
2: think he could have done Two Face. Yeah, and I just
0: I'm trying to just think like a, like a nice dashing gentleman. You know, like
2: he would have uh, been a good Eckhart Harvey Dent, but not a Two Face. Yeah. Felipe would not have. No. Um, before they cast Eric Roberts as Sal Moroni Bob Hoskins and James Gandolfini auditioned for the part. James Gandolfini like Bob- would have been.
1: I have a feeling Bob Hask- Hoskins would have been like a callback to like the Tim Burton uh, mafiosos in those films. Yeah. But that would have been that would have been interesting to see. Gandolfini would have been, I think, would have been yeah, really. he would have been good too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh,
2: and finally, uh, Aaron Eckhart previously appeared in The Black Dahlia from 2006. Mm-hmm. Another which good film. Features several references to The Man Who Laughs from 1928. The appearance of the hero Gwen Plane in that film was inspired. Or was the inspiration for the appearance of the Joker so another tie in hmm. to that Black Dahlia was, was a done. Very creepy the man
1: who lives is that a book or a it, it's, yes it was a book it was a novel and, and they made it into a film yes hmm. Black Dahlia though was a really good film it was very underappreciated but it was a very good noir kind of film well and... I mean the book that it was
2: based on the James Elroy novel it's interesting um It's. He did what a lot of writers do. He used a real murder case Mm -hmm. as a backdrop for a fictional story. Yeah. Uh, I wish that we had an actual Black Dahlia film about the Black Dahlia. But the actual facts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would have loved to seen that as well. I just. But that's that's not what we're here to
2: talk about. Nope. But.
1: Jack. Yes. You got ten minutes. Go. Some <laughs> well, things happen. Batman wins. Game <laughs> Batman and Joker fight. The end. There you go. Ten, did that in 10 seconds. There you go. But we actually truly start this film off with the with the famous bank robbery we actually oh, get to see it's like it chills every time I watch that yes, thing uh, wonderful it, 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 this is where we get to see Joker's mindset and everything so it, I mean it's just, I feel like this would just be open for discussion right now just to talk about the bank robbery how well that was well choreographed it was
0: beautiful
1: yes it was you
0: kill the guy who did the job before you and like they even like at the very end his, like pulls his gun and goes, you know, I'm supposed to... You know, who are you supposed
1: to kill? Because one no, thug no, no, actually no. thinks up.
0: No, 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 no. I kill the bus driver.
1: I kill the bus driver. Yeah. Like, what <laughs> bus driver? Yeah. And it's actually based off of an actual theory that a bunch of pirates would get together and they would talk about splitting the treasure when they find it. However, individual pirates will start going and going, heck, hey, you want a bigger share? Go kill this guy. You want a bigger share? Go kill mm-hmm. this guy. And then they start trickling down the ranks until... One of them is alive, and they get to keep the rest of the treasure themselves. Mm-hmm. That was actually based off an actual game theory. So we actually see Joker playing games <sighs> with the villains already. And, uh, of course, you know, the bank robbery goes off without a hitch, pretty much. Joker grabs everything, whatever doesn't kill, he simply Who's makes you stranger. the in The Office? What uh, actor was that? I, I know he's in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I can't remember his name.
0: He just looks really familiar. Like yeah, just, he's I'm been alone. in a ton of stuff.
1: Okay. So, after the bank robbery, there's still uh, talks about Batman and his arrival in Gotham City. People are like, yeah, he's doing some good, but still questioning his methods, and, you know, crooks are terrified and You're everything. are lucky to to win the lot you're
0: better to win the lottery than you are meeting up with him at night
1: yep and then we uh, we get this demonstration with another drug deal with another Russian the russian mafia of Mm -hmm. gotham city with scarecrow and scarecrow's fear talks that he's trying to sell it off but of course Mm -hmm. nope he's not the real one nope assuming that you want to buy him yeah (laughs) that's not him (laughs) so and then then also he does get there that's more like it yeah So that brings up another problem that Batman is starting to create too. Yes, he's bringing you know justice to Gotham City, but he's now bringing up copycats too. Mm-hmm. No word occupants copycats. Yeah. What's so, the
0: difference between you and me?
1: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> a lot, plenty. The car won anyway. <laughs> so after the bust uh, with Scarecrow, Batman and Lieutenant Gordon, and he's still Lieutenant by the way. He's not Commissioner quite yeah, no, he he yet. Commission he's still uh, in his early stage. Spoiler they go alert. Well, I mean, you're supposed
0: to do your homework.
1: This <laughs> a <laughs> so plot synopsis. I have to go over spoilers, by the way. Anywho's, and so they they are investigating the bank that was just hit by the Joker, and they're conflicted whether to go after the Joker first or the whole mafia. And Batman says, "Let's just go get the mafia." One guy, he's gonna wait, so they don't realize the potential threat Joker is going to have later on, and how much of a danger he truly is. Yeah. So. Also the fact that, he I love it how they bring this up too during the conversation that uh, Ramirez was the one that said he loves to show his face. He is not afraid to show who he is. So he's really being a theatrics. And also when he grabs his victims too when he does the Scar story he goes, look at me. Or he's like when he's doing the camera thing he's going, look at me. And it's... He's just big on people just seeing him for what he is. So now we jump back to Alfred and we catch up on the Bruce Wayne aspect of Batman, which is now living in the penthouse and now the second Batcave, which is just this random storage it container looks so unit. It's cool. so awesome, though. Yeah, just it so is. Clean, very, convi- It's very clever, yeah, I, I love think.
2: Alfred's line, too, because you know, he's, he's talking about, I'll be glad when the, when the when, when, rebuilt. When, when, May, when Wayne Manor gets rebuilt so you can go back to not sleeping in your
1: manor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same gas from yeah, just like going yeah. to the penthouse going well he's not here and then going to yeah. the storage container but I think with Alfred's like if he knew that was going to happen just go to the container just stay there check there first well. or, yeah check there first <laughs> so I
0: think they had like a call or something like a cell phone or a phone the bat signal yeah <laughs> look at where <laughs> Diaz where are you at donde <laughs> esta you just love that aspect
1: of Bruno, Diaz. It's not Bruce Wayne anymore. <laughs> Diaz Enterprises. So Bruce is complain So in the warehouse, uh, Bruce is complaining about his suit. Which for we now we're just gonna, you know, it's it's That tradition. was such a nice callback to Keaton, though. Yes. Uh, we're now starting to get into the d- tradition that if it's a new Batman film, there's gonna be a new bat suit. Mm-hmm. So of course, and of course, we've been this- in that
2: tradition. Yeah, huh? We've been in that tradition. Yes.
1: You know. Since. 89 well no actually, 66 actually huh yeah, the 67. whole way it, it's changed mm, it's, every it's, time. Really. it's new every time okay I didn't 66 okay well 66 I go was underwear on the outside of the tights yeah. yeah Batman and Robin we got two different bat suits true yeah true two two sets three sets yeah it's that was weird anyway two or three
2: sets of nipples and everything yeah <laughs> all on the same suit it was yeah. weird <laughs> like cow's yeah <laughs> so not That's only is he talk about getting a new
1: suit but he's also been watching uh harvey dent and his campaigns or introduced to harvey dent and his connection to bruce which is through a mutual friend rachel Doss, which helps us pan to is the she cor- a
2: friend at this point or? no
1: they there well we find out you know the next scene that they're more than just friends
2: she's got to think about sleeping with her bosses
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: i mean teach their yeah, own yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just something about the character like she's she's got this this long lasting right supposedly like eternal love mm-hmm. for Bruce Wayne she's told him whenever you're done doing this i'll be there yeah but in the meantime
0: and the fact that Bruno is still living with that
2: I'll put it down. Her, her her bosses are like Rachel you want to go out? Well, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever gets the DA behind my name. Uh- <laughs>
1: But with, like, Harvey Dent, though, he is establishing himself to become the next, like, the White Knight, which is this whole
2: white?
1: theme, the White, like, in the game of chess, you know, White Knight revealed, and he's in the daylight. Well, there's he's a like, Black Knight in chess. The there Dark Knight. Uh, or the Dark Knight. Oh, okay. So, Dark Knight, White Knight. So, polar um, okay. okay. opposites of their beliefs, so but still... The white bulb <laughs> But the light, kind of like Uncle Fester would, like, put the light bulb in the mouth and just, like, have the light go out. There's yeah, Uncle you know. Fester? Yeah, yeah I'm I don't know. 1999, 1990, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> you gotta watch it. I love when we go off topic with this stuff and they, they yell at me. We are also introduced to Salvatore Morone, who's now head of the mafia now that Falcone is just now proclaimed to be in Blackgate Prison or Arkham Asylum. He's just gone now. We don't have yeah, Falcone we don't anymore. Have so I think they mentioned him
0: once. Yeah, in the courtroom. That was yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So, and also this shows Dent to become uh, more of his white knight persona by like facing...
0: This, like the B.A., like just D.A. he is. That was crazy. Yeah, the,
1: uh, with the informant trying to pull the gun in the courtroom and he just punches the guy and goes, man, China, you you yeah. want to buy American brand if you're going to kill me? And then he's like, but I'm not done yet. That was so, so says, good. Calm, oh, cool, collected I oh, loved it. Confidence. So, yeah, that's kind of like it starts to establish to us as the audience why a lot of people are going to quote-unquote, believe in Harvey Dent. But
2: even after that, Bruce Wayne's not sure. Yeah, you know? so even
1: then, Bruce Wayne's like, mm, okay. So, uh, eventually Dent meets with Gordon, and they're discussing further plans of bringing the entire mob in, and it's not exactly buddy-buddy like it is mm-hmm. in the comic books. They were actually conflicted with their idea of what how the police state, like the well, major crime unit, worked, is uh, supposed uh, to be established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so,
0: like, he's... Which plays into like a snitch division, yeah. yeah. One, I noticed like this, um, this go around watching it that's like a, a theme throughout the whole thing is the distrust between the cops and everything Oh, It's
1: beautiful, mm-hmm. like they set that up early and it just kept going the whole so, way through. It's, it's already a rickety bridge with their uh partnership and everything, which is awesome. So, and then eventually, Harvey Dent, a bridge. huh?
0: There's bridges in this
1: movie. Oh. <laughs> They weren't rickety, though. I'm going to keep moving on. Chris <laughs> is losing it anyway. So, eventually, Dent wants to meet Batman because he knows Gordon is not the one responsible for making the radioactive bills that were found in the Yeah, he saves. says, when do I get
0: to meet your croup crusader yeah. or something like that? And
1: Gordon's like, "Uh, we're supposed to arrest the Batman, blah, blah, blah. And then Dent's like, no, no, you're not yeah. you're working with them. <laughs> he I says, explain the
0: floodlight on the top of the MCU, which I thought was funny because every yeah. time they said
1: MCU, I was like the marvel building oh, <laughs> major crimes unit yeah. anyway so we cut to Wayne Tower and we get to actually meet the accountant for the mafia which is Lau and he is trying to establish a partnership with Wayne Tower just to keep to just save face and just like hey I'm a good guy you can trust me and all that stuff but Wayne is already... Has already <laughs> he's, did, he's passed out in the chair. Wayne is knocked out. I <laughs> loved it. Which is ironic to when Alfred said earlier, Know your limits, Mr. Wayne. And Bruce yeah. it's like, Batman has no limits. And he's just propped his legs up in <laughs> the chair. He's just half dead. Well, then,
2: <laughs> um, you, you don't know if that's a result of the previous night. Or mm-hmm. is that that's his a collection intent of... Wow. And,
1: and this is when Reese kind of knows that
0: too. I mean, I can't blame Reese for his actions. If I'm working for somebody trying to make my name and things like that, and especially because yeah. I'm supposed to be working under somebody, right and they've got that attitude towards their own Should business
1: off a roof yes mm. but <laughs> that's not how that works in this movie anyway so wayne already knows Lao's a bad i don't per- cross that line <laughs> i don't break that one rule wayne declines lao's uh, business proposal already he knew he already knew but he just wanted a closer look at the books as he said in the movie so and he also proposes fox for a new suit so the, that's where we get the joke mm. of one that could you know help turn your yeah. head that's like well it helps getting out of the driveway at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> again, true statement. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. So uh, we, we talked about that in the trivia too, that how all the bat suits up until now have been, you, you had to like turn your whole body mm-hmm. in order to just look in another complete direction. So we finally jumped to the restaurant to where Bruce meets Harvey Dent for the first time, too. So they're talking about the philosophy of justice batman's influence in the justice department so well done by bruce wayne mm-hmm.
2: yeah because it was it it called back to the first film he walks in beautiful woman on his arm mm-hmm. she's the prima ballerina for the moscow yeah. ballet yes. and then you know he says we should we should put a couple of tables together i don't think they'll let us yeah. i sure they will I, I own the place i'll <laughs> <laughs> But I
1: noticed in this conversation at this dinner table and and Batman Begins, he wasn't so serious about the conversation whereas this one he's actually taking a little bit more... Yeah, because he's thinking about investing in him. And well, everything. yeah. That's wonderful. Yes. Like, he's so smart of a Bruce Wayne. So it's already we've already seen so much change within Bruce Wayne that we're still seeing that growth and development too because he's not at his peak yet in this movie, by not by a long stretch. He still makes a lot of mistakes, but it's more unfortunate professional mistakes but it's not like he's not tripping his cow. he's not like going into buildings without thinking about searching them first and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so he's actually like you know he's a little bit more meticulous with his planning but yet at the same time he's still growing learning and everything too so also harvey thinks that batman is a beneficial uh investment in the city too because you know they give you know he was talking about the philosophy of giving one man power to protect the city and you know with, and Batman's been doing a phenomenal job I mean they said in the beginning crime is at its lowest in Gotham mm. now
2: well it makes sense because when you think about it the police can handle the people that shoplift and the people that you know rob convenience stores and this mm. and that the mm. people Batman goes after are typically the people that are at the heads yes. of major major crime
0: and I love the line he was like because uh, when him and Bruce and Harvey were talking about it Harvey says, "You know, I want to make a place where Batman doesn't need to exist anymore. He yes. can retire." I was like, "Oh, Harvey
1: Dent from Nevermind President." Keep Har- going. Harvey Dent, twenty twenty. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but so the, but the, like Harvey you, Dent Tyler, sixteen. Uh, yeah, at right <laughs> that time. But Tyler went like like you like you Tyler. Bruce was sold by Harvey's viewpoint and offers him mm-hmm. the fundraiser. At the same time, though, the Joker has his own little meeting. The mob bosses are concerned with the MCU getting into not Marvel, but the major crime unit. Like every time I say, I know I, I see the uh, eyes going. It's like, oh, joke <laughs> moment. No, just just uh, say Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. So he heads up, He's the one. He is. The one. He is. Uh, so they're worried about Gordon getting closer to their accounts, which Lau has already taken necessary precautions to take the money and move it somewhere random where only he knows where it is, and of course. Joker comes in and he's going. I thought my jokes were bad, so he has his own little we'll meeting. See a magic trick. <laughs> I love that. The movie. pencil trick. Yeah, great. just so it was like boom. And he didn't eat bam. It, it, oh, wasn't gone. The, it was gone.
0: It wasn't the sharp horn of the pencil. No, it was the eraser he had in the <laughs> table.
1: I can remember the first. Don't want to go blowing our joint yeah, here. Uh, I, mean, I can pool. remember the first time that was shown in theaters and the rea- and the initial reaction. You were from there like for the very, b- very first theatrical the, showing, well, opening night. So, Technically. But, nah, yeah. So, but just like in the house that I was in, watching it with, uh, with the full house that was there. Theater nice yeah, the let me finish my story. This is the, <laughs> the reason why it takes forever to get through the synopsis. So, the, the <laughs> <laughs> It's just the initial reaction, like to see the pencil go, and everybody was just like screaming. Like, everybody, like, this movie like, they were was shocked. so well done. Like, yes. from start to finish, I don't think
0: I had one complaint. No. Like, it was just like the way they the wrote way, it. do
2: want to go ahead and write it then? No. <laughs> it's just it's beautiful
0: but it was oh, just it was
1: so like the scene just went seamlessly it was just mm-hmm. boom 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 and it just and it went and it still made the joker unpredictable yeah. too because you would predict like all oh, the villains gonna propose this do this blah 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 this did it we didn't know he yeah. was gonna do the pencil trick. we didn't know he was gonna pull like a de- like a hundred grenades underneath his cone he's pulled he's just i'm not gonna you know don't got, do it don't do it that one on his
2: thumb yeah
1: he's just mocking like hey i'm gonna blow you all up and he would too he would uh so joker proposes to kill the batman obviously he wants payment for it he wants half of the mafia's money so gamble who ironically if you don't know is the same actor that played spawn from the movie back in 2000 oh. so yeah it was kind of it was like a nice little easter egg there too uh, gamble does not like it and puts a hit on the joker alive or dead doesn't yeah. matter so Joker's like here's my card if you change your mind and, he, and then he <laughs> just a
0: Joker card
1: so smart I love it but interesting enough that Joker card comes back in mm. the next couple scenes so Gordon, Batman and Dent have their own little visit too on the tower and yeah, Dent zult- didn't fl- wait for Gordon no he goes up there and flips it, the poor Gordon's up there with a the gun like what's going on here yeah. <laughs> it's like who knows about this <laughs> and it's i love the fact that it was filmed in real time too like the the whole time that camera was just panning mm. throughout that whole they took all one take that so that's cool. all it was fantastic well done and batman and dent and gordon are upset because an informant found out about the radioactive bills, told the mafia, that's how Lau was able to get the money out in time and move, and, and again, then he himself gets to Hong Kong. Harvey's, you know, criticizing Gordon and his team. He yeah. goes about the whole IA thing and, and then Gordon's right. fighting back saying, no, it's your department. Yeah. The moment your department got involved, mm-hmm. that's when they started freaking out. Yeah. And the Batman's going, I'll go to Hong Kong. They
2: rubbed it into Gordon and Dent's face because they left behind each stack of the radioactive bills. Mm-hmm. So it's like they knew which ones to pull. Yeah. And they just lined them up. And that was all the money left at the scene.
1: And Joker just, well, I know it's like plot convenience, but Joker just like left only one in the first bank Mm -hmm. that they brought. But it it was just all in a row. And it just, I love Gordon's reaction too. He was just not like just standing there going, oh, hum, I'm depressed. Time for plan B. No, he was like kicking it. He was Mm -hmm. just, you know, he was
0: just, he was so close. Still, probably my favorite
1: Gordon. Yeah. Yes. Well, besides uh, James McKenzie. McKenzie, Ben McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, so moving towards Batman going to Hong Kong Fox and Wayne start gearing up they got their own devices and they get the new suit ready for Wayne as well and they got the Skylift or the uh, the Fulton system that they were talking about you should too, probably be... read their manual first yeah. <laughs> his, <laughs> his little one. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> does this work against dogs, yeah. <laughs> it should work fine against cats <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's it's like okay that's a good uh, Willy's right there throughout the whole yeah. movie was the dogs So the suit's going to make him faster, more agile, and he can you know, uh, turn his head and everything else, but it makes him more vulnerable to bullets and Mm -hmm. knives and everything else, which will play a massive part later on. So uh, in the meantime, while Fox and Wayne are getting ready, Gamble does get the Joker, unfortunately, alive. So Joker takes over Gamble's operations and recruits his men, unfortunately only. It's the first story of, I wonder how I I got got these these scars. Yeah. So we get to see the uh, the Killing Joke reference too, where there's multiple stories for the mm. Joker. So we don't really have a solid origin story. Again, phenomenal job with Heath and what he did with that scene in that moment. How it was he just... kept, how he kept like licking his lips. Oh, it was so psychotic. You know, it was wonderful. You know why he did that? It's because was... the uh, the material used to make the mouth. Uh-huh. It kept drying up and the only way to keep it uh his mouth hydrated was just by licking his lips and it just became a natural tick for that character and oh, no, no. Yeah. it was just like hey that Wonderful. works, go for it. And it was
2: it was that also the way he would he would occasionally finish off a word like if it ended with a T he would mm-hmm. be a very strong mm-hmm. T. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm so serious. No, no, yeah. no I'm not. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's it but it just made that word so much more powerful and sinister. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so, so good. Yeah. And uh, so we finally get to Bruce and Fox going to Hong Kong, which Bruce goes in the most fashionable, dramatic, th- theatrical way possible, uh, like <laughs> buying out the entire Russian <laughs> ballet uh, troupe, getting them on a the oh. dock, and then the plane starts coming in, and then he goes to Alfred, you look tired, you okay? Yeah. And Alfred's like, I'm good. <laughs> as long as they don't ask yeah. me to put more tan lotion on. Yeah. <laughs> And he just uh, casually uh, dives into the water uh, to get on the plane, and it's just so much fun. And then, of course, uh, uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Lucius Fox, uh, gets on the helicopter, meets Lau that way, and of course, that meeting is short, sweet to the point. Fox a simple phone call would have, would have been, s- been fine. If we don't want to look like we we're deliberately wasting yeah. your time, just accidentally. <laughs> so, this is where we <sighs> actually yes, get so the nice. meet. So we get to meet the new gadget that will play a massive part later in the movie too, where it is the sonar. Uh, the the how I think where I, I understand how it works is that the phone wherever the phone is placed or wherever the app is placed, it, it will record an area. He said, "I don't know oh, what Oh, like a bat? Is. Yeah, no, like, like a, a submarine. submarine. <laughs> 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 I guess I guess Lucius was tired was tired of talking <laughs> yeah. about bats for that day. He's just like submarine. <laughs> we'll just say <laughs> submarine. So There's ears everywhere. <laughs> And then we get to the Hong Kong Ray, which once again, so well choreographed. And do you know that the timer that was placed on the explosive joke, we're just going to call it explosive joke because that's what it is. It is in real time. The Uh timer that was used. So Mm -hmm. that scene was filmed in two minutes. That whole action sequence is in two minutes and 30 seconds. From Bruce gliding into the window, beating the crap out of the guards, grabbing Lau, and then the full time system. And it's just all within two and a half minutes fascinating stuff once again very well choreographed suspension was built up really well and it showed off the suit too Mm -hmm. how fast and strong bruce became with this new suit so we're now 10 minutes in no we're not this is actually we're about third of the way through the movie believe it or not i did shorten the synopsis you're welcome so Lau is returned to gotham and interrogated for the location of the money which Lau does sell out the mob because they were going to use a trick in the courts where if they can get all the criminals to be... With one criminal being accounted for one crime, then the rest of the group... Uh, if Rico. Some, yeah, Rico. Yeah, Rico. I couldn't remember the name for a minute, but yes. So, uh, Lau does sell out the mob, and of course, the mob being cornered, well, not really cornered, they're eating at a restaurant, but they have that feeling that they are cornered, so they uh-huh, see Lau.
0: Enjoy enjoying the
1: television? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy looks good on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, the Russian, and it was the Russian guy who says, he was right, we have to call in the clown, and which they do, which yeah. the, the judge flips the folder, she sees the card, and she says, like, what is this? And she, like, tosses it to the side, and you see on the left... And the mayor mentions this. 549 arrests were made. The biggest one in history or something like that. So the mayor... Love the court scene. (laughs) So the mayor, uh, Loeb, Gordon, and Dent are trying to figure out how to keep these streets clean for a very long period of time. And the mayor and Dent have a one-on-one conversation to where we get our first interaction of the Joker going to work against the Batman, which is one of the copycats being hung by the Joker. With, Whoa, um, I jump every time. I, <laughs> I forget every time it comes
0: up, and then
1: just... <laughs> I'm like, oh... It's okay. not just that, but the
0: music, too. It's just yeah. like that sharp
1: yeah. uh, screech from, yeah. the, from the strings. And... Um, we also get to see a little uh, Easter egg about will the real Batman please stand up, which mm-hmm. is a callback to Eminem. Uh, I've I've watched this movie so many times. I picked out like all the Easter eggs, uh, which is a callback to Eminem's uh, "Real Slim Shady" mm-hmm. song back yeah. in early two thousand, I believe. That's when that album came out. So the ma- the Matthew Matters. Who's Who's Eminem? Marshall Matters? Excuse me. Huh? <laughs> I said who's I know who he is. It's so it's that little
2: red and yellow. It's a little that are oh, oh, okay. Right <laughs>
1: they they get jumped. They get spooked by Santa Claus every year on Christmas. That's right. So and when we get the, we actually get to see uh, Heath Ledger actually directed this next bit too with the Joker with yeah. the camera, yeah. and of course he was supervised by Nolan, but for the first time. Yeah. The next the time, time right, he did it on time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it was uh, it, that very creepy very i think that was more terrifying for me than the guy like i mean yeah i jumped when the guy mm-hmm. hit the window but it was i thought that was just like, terrifying uh, on the tv mm. what do you dress like him yeah he, he's just like well, screaming on the tell face him what's your name and, it, and like look he, at me he, look he, at me yeah it was Ugh. so well done so well done and now we finally, and of course, Bruce and Alfred don't really take care of this immediately, which I, yeah, you know, we had this conversation a little earlier about, you know, the whole like you know, Batman just not doing anything. Yeah, but he's got
0: to plan the penthouse party.
1: Yeah, he's basically got to plan the. You know, he's gotta the he's, real, he's he's yeah, he's got to get the real busy. He's trying to get the
0: real.